Hello and welcome to our first episode of World Build with us. My name is Rob. No That's man. Chris. We're going to basically just sit down and build a fantastical world with you guys and uh, do it step by step, uh, do it organically, hopefully have some fun, hopefully it's have... lack of planning. Oh yeah, complete, complete lack of planning. We have no script. We're just going off of the cuff. Uh, if this is helpful to you at all, let us know. That'd be great. But mostly, it's for um, if you want, if you're interested in our tabletop RPGs, if you are interested in building a fantasy world for a book you're writing, or if you just want to sit and listen to us be incredibly creative and figure some stuff out. That's fine too. Uh, yeah. So, Chris. Yes. Uh, where would you like to start with our general concept? For for now, we're gonna stick to uh, a, a not a generic because we're gonna gussy it up and make it look interesting and sound cool. But uh, we're gonna go with a, 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 sta a fairly standard fantasy because I think that's where you and I both yeah. have yeah, the most the most interest and also experience with stuff like that. Like, I know you're way more into space opera than I am, and sci-fi in general. Post-apocalyptic. I See, yes, I have a problem with post-apocalyptic stuff, but it's mostly because I never grew up on Fallout. And I, I, I've talked to you ad nauseum about why I find Fallout to be... You don't like the dark humor and the mix. I don't like... It's, it's too tonally dissonant for me. So, so yeah, first rule, we're not going to have it be like Fallout. I want a consistent tone. Hard, hard rule. I want it. I want it consist. I want it, uh, a consistent tone. So, where would you like to start? We have a fantasy world. So, normally, if I'm building a world, I'm going to think about what kind of campaign I wanted to run in it. But mm -hmm. okay, there's no. So you want to start with a theme and then kind of build around that, or maybe just like a genre or subgenre? Because oh. like in, in fantasy worlds that I've built before. I typically have a country act as a type of setting mm -hmm. or, or a subgenre that I like to do. Normally I build out of like what what do I want the players to be doing ideally. Mm -hmm. So do I want them hunting monsters? Do I want them ruling a country? I, I, I've noticed that throughout the time I, I usually want some sort of business or organization that they are either a part of or they found. I feel like it gives a lot of structure. Yeah, so you're looking for a framing device in yeah. an RPG setting. So maybe maybe that's kind of an interesting way to start is to start small. See, I was thinking that we would start with like a like a broad concept and kind of narrow it down from there. But if you want to start in the opposite way, no, 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 because you could even start in the broad concept to get to that by being like, okay, gods. Because say you want the group to be part of a religious organization. Okay. Then if you start with gods, how did they make the world? Yeah, that's that's where I typically go as well. It's like how to, so but but that actually brings up an interesting point because I had an I had an idea recently that I've I've kind of been mulling over in my head, and I thought it would be kind of a cool concept to start with. I have this idea and where every city, or perhaps every town, has a different god, and basically what it would allow you to do is kind of. If you were a brand new person in this world, it would allow you to travel from town to town and city to city and experience entirely new, like, like almost like the original Star Trek, like how every, there was like Nazi, Nazi planet, Westworld planet, 
and then whatever the prop department had for planet number three, you know, like that. But but the idea would be with cities, yeah, right? But with that, but with each individual city, each god would ha- kind of represent a certain different aspect, and they would obviously kind of um, manifest differently. Mm-hmm. So in in certain cities, you could have an idol that deals out you know divine power either as a collective you know so like everyone is powerful in their own right or you could have another city where there's a single individual who is just the avatar for that city right and then you could even go even weirder if you want to do like jojo style you know like every 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 city has a different weird manifestation of its power of its of its goddom and of, of its you know divine power based on what that particular city is or, or rather what that what that god represents is that a jojo reference it is absolutely a jojo reference um so here's a question is each city self-contained or are they still part of a nation i would imagine that it's it's more like a giant see, see that's actually part of the, the the thing that i didn't really think about is i could see it where it's kind of like um, each city is basically a nation where there's just a massive uh, it's, it's a mass of warring city-states but obviously certain gods are just going to become more powerful that's just how it is certain stands in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure are just inherently more powerful but I think that it'd be really fun to kind of explore like this god is very intelligent and clever has a weird ability, but man, does it work for this very specific situation that it's in. So, for example, like... Catch the Rainbow. Uh, what? Catch the Rainbow. What do you Isn't mean? Isn't that the name of one of the... That's a Skittles ad. What's the name of the <laughs> stand, song, Catch the Rainbow, Dancing in the Rain, I don't know. Wow, you're... what? what give me a reference I, here. He's a stand that is only powerful when it's raining. Oh, he's not only powerful when it's raining, he's just more powerful because he transfers... Water ne- Aqua Necklace, I think, is in part four, the first episode. No, something with rainbows. Okay. Over the rainbow. All right, well... Hasn't been in a cartoon yet. Oh, I don't know. Read it I, when I was looking at the wiki. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the manga. I've only watched the anime because I'm a fake JoJo fan, so... I, I don't... Spo- I just... I, I wanted JoJo stand ideas. But anyhow... But but the idea would be, right, like each individual city has its own patron god, and that patron god is very good at a certain something. And it's dependent on the followers to use that very specific power to be kind of clever with it. And so you can have a mercantile, you know, like let's say that you're the god of mercantilism. Like what does that do for you? What's that power look like? How is that manifest? Mm. I think it'd be kind of interesting exploration rather than have like the idea that i like about it is rather than have a pantheon of gods where like everyone acknowledges oh yeah this god is this this god is that i like the idea of each city being like there is one god and this is my god and yes we acknowledge that these are other gods or other powerful creatures but i for some reason i like the idea of going out and exploring each individual city so maybe there's something that we can do where... Why they're exploring the cities and everything. Right, why they're exploring, like, maybe there's something that is, you know, keeping these city-states separate. Mm. You know, rather than... It, like, for, I, I suppose the question would be, 
why aren't why isn't there a dominant or a dominating god that is spreading its influence hmm. well it doesn't quite fit one of the ideas that i had as you were uh, talking mm-hmm. was what if there was something that did function as like a de facto capital mm-hmm. like and in that place no god has power but his followers do okay so so it's it's kind of like a, like a senate almost so each representative comes and yeah, 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 but but what I suppose the the question would be, what happens to the cities that don't really have a lot of power? Like the power is in an item, let's say, or if it's if that is in fact where we want to go. Like, well, from there, if the power is only in the item, the item could imbue powers to other items, maybe, or maybe it's the fact that uh, it's up to the prophets and saints or other people who follow the god, because. Mm. Who's to say? Maybe you could be an all-powerful god, but your uh, your followers are just really stupid or clumsy. But maybe this one god, not very powerful, but very has really devout. good power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's interesting. So, like having a kind of like how faithful are you, and how like you could have oh this god doesn't give us much power, but we are the most fervent. So that's that's actually quite interesting. And the idea I've had I've had kind of an idea for a while now based around this. I picked it up off of an old George Carlin. I'm sorry, George Carlin, Dan wow. Carlin, Dan Carlin, uh, hardcore history, where he's talking about the these ancient civilizations, which would go and like, okay, there's Babylon. We're gonna take the Babylonian god of Marduk, which is basically a statue, and that's kind of like the idea that I have is that each city that you would travel to has a statue and so you could have something like a big bad come in and this is my statue or even smash like a god killer you know that kind of thing oh, what was the name of that guy in thor which one which thor, one thor comics the god oh killer. oh yeah literally the god killer yes, uh, oh no gore the god right. butcher god butcher god butcher he yeah. was right yeah well actually i think that'd be pretty cool though you know like kind of going through and having a particular nation or god be just the merciless one who comes in or maybe there's actually maybe there's like a league or or something like that where we can kind of have city nations that are just collections of pantheons together and so it's a constant god war type situation so they didn't maybe form like like all all the ones that are brute strength don't necessarily have to get along maybe they even purposely don't get along but they flesh themselves out almost like the way a party would. How so? So, if you were a god of lightning, or, say, storms or anything, you don't want another god of storms in your group. You, you're just like, screw that. I don't want someone quite literally stealing my thunder. I, what? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, no, that was great. Yeah, that was, um, that was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but, say you do want someone who uh, is lord of the oceans, or maybe... Uh, goddess or god of the hunt because you you don't understand that or even just having someone who's like merchantile god to be like listen i don't understand coin um i hit things so so maybe the idea would be like so how so they're leagues of gods basically then yeah so that see I, i like that idea i like the idea that you like you gather the perfect god squad together and like that makes up different nation types and stuff like that, you know. Like, 
I actually think that'd be kind of fun. And when, when I say gods, by the way, I don't want it to be, for the most part, I, I don't like the idea of a physical manifestation, like Thor. I don't want Thor to be walking around. I want this to be a statue or a rock or some kind of a relic that represents the god. It has no physical form unless it bequeaths its power to someone as an avatar. But I want that to be rare. I don't want it to be like, oh, well, this is Gore the God Butcher and he's killing the literal Thor. I want it to be more about the people who... This is Gore the God Butcher's uh, supposed chosen one. No. Yes. And he's just really a really good general. There, there's times where he can do things that are divine and people are like, oh, wait, maybe he is blessed by, by Gore. Right. Like, I, I, want that to, I want that to be a thing. I want it to be where it's far more about the people who are living and breathing in these cities than perhaps the gods themselves. Because really, that's where the conflict lies, right? Like, that's where the interest... Like, because gods against gods, that's... We've seen it. It's been done. I mean, we were just talking about Thor already, you know. It's, it's, it's a cool idea, but I feel like this is far more interesting where you get, like, a far more human and, and different take on it. I can't get out of my mind that somehow the... I, that somehow these gods are going to become almost like city sports teams. Okay, and, I could see that. And I'm just getting the idea of, like, in college when they used to vandalize each other's statues. Oh, that would be great. That, I, that, I think that... They fucking just... dressed our ram up in a sweatshirt! <laughs> we stole their pig! <laughs> like, like that old episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Where, yeah. See, like, stuff like that would be super fun. And I think that you could have, like, a really fun, wacky adventure. And also a very serious one as well, where it's not a matter of, hey, they stole our mascot. It's like, you stole our fucking god, and people in my city are dying as a result. Oh, yeah, like, there's probably going to be the gods who are, like, Trypter gods, or, like, uh, Bacchus, like, Joyful, just like, ha, 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 that's, that's so funny, you stole, stole that thing. And then there's just going to be the war god, just like, no, this ain't a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> go out there and bring me nothing but the ash of their cities. Yeah, see, that sounds gr like I love the idea that there's just like a panoply of gods out there, and it's a constant shift of pantheon. You know, so it's so it's a matter of like, okay, well, it, in in a real world context, right? It would be like, okay, so today we got we got Odin, we got Loki, and we got Marduk and. Do we need Poseidon? Do we really need Poseidon? Wow. I'm more of a Hermes guy myself, you know? Like, I, that's not true. Poseidon's cooler. But, but like, I like that idea where you're basically doing, like, where the alliances shift, not based on the gods, but based on the followers of the mm. gods. And, and I know it goes against it, but it, it, it could be a separate thing as well. I've always liked crafting gods. Yeah, well, I mean, you love crafting in general. Like, Hephaestus. Hephaestus is okay. I mean, yeah. he's he's like the immortal cuck, but that's fine. Wow. It's true! He bonded with yeah. Aphrodite. He was not cucked. That whole line about, I'll work the forge and you can fuck whoever you want. No, they formed into a single being. No, it's, okay, it's not a bad thing that he's into it. Like, I mean, okay, let's be real. He's probably crafted a strap-on for her to peg him with. Custom to his specifications, that's fine. That's totally okay. But let's be real. He's a cuck. Don't. And I mean that not in a derogatory term. Kinks are good. I mean, have your own thing. He's a cuckold. That's okay. He loves his wife. 
He does love his wife, but she does not give a fuck about him. Oh, no. They, she loved him so much. They combined... Their souls became one. Their souls became one. That is... That is God canon. <laughs> God canon? God canon. Okay, so now let's get to the God canon, which is apparently going to be a, a super weapon in this campaign. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, God. Can there be just a city of, like, uh... To bring back the God Butcher and everything, but almost atheist. They're just, we don't need gods. Gods have caused nothing but trouble. Look what they're doing to you. These wars, they're pointless. Can there be a God of atheists? Is that possible? A God of atheists? Yeah, I mean, is it possible? See, I'm just thinking now of the Emperor of Mankind. Oh, from Warhammer? Yeah, yeah. What, what, why? Oh, because the, there's a whole theory in, in it that if he were to die, even though he doesn't believe in gods or spirituality, due to the sheer power of mankind's belief in him, he would come back as a god. Interesting. Not to say he's not a god. Uh, that does sound like heresy. <laughs> but. Right. So do, do we want to stick with this idea? Is this something that we can kind of run with? I would like this to at least be a, either a nation or a series of nations. Okay, yeah, may, maybe we don't make it a, a an entire world, but maybe we make it a nation or something like that yeah. within the world that we're going to build. So let's I'd, have this be our anchor point then. I would actually like to, to say that the, the gods in this area, they are in some way personified. Not Not saying that they are literally a person, but there's not a city-state who is just like rocks. Rocks are pretty cool. Oh, so you... Well, yeah, that's what I was saying before, where it's like, I want something that is a manifestation of their divinity, not like... Uh, so, so, like, I want an item to represent the god. Basically. Okay, because other nations, uh, they could have the primal god, or... What do you mean? Well, uh, assuming that not oh. all gods in this world reside in... Because that, that'd be really focused. Like, I understand they, they're important, but... However these gods came about, or why they're particularly here, that can come up later. That can be... Yeah, or like, why why can't they walk the earth, how their manifestations work, and stuff like that. Yeah, we can get into that later. But... but so, so what I mean, what I guess what I'm trying to say when it comes to the manifestation of a god, I want it to be... Like, if you're a god of fire, I don't want just any old bonfire to represent the god. I want it to be like a brazier. I want it to be a candle. I want it to be... Like, I want some kind of representation that this is the god that we're talking about. It's not, like, the span of the god. You can't look at all fire and suddenly be like, just like, oh, no, that's god. Right. Right, right. Like, I want it to be something specific... Excuse me. Something specific, and I want it to be something that you have a symbol that represents your city. Like, like you said before, like, something akin to... A mascot, you know. So, if maybe it's a torch, if we want to be, and then maybe you have fire gods kind of going at it, where there's the god of the forge, the god of the the candle, the god of the uh, just a wildfire. So like, and, and so all of them represent different aspects of fire, and some of them like each other, some of them hate each other. Like that. That's what I mean. Like. You could have religious wars based in time. Like, you might have the same aspect represented, but it could be, you know, like, I just don't like you. All right. Uh, to 
to go back into uh, the world building aspect of this and yes. to how you can build upon it, uh, what if the fact that there's all these gods, all these warring gods, all these gods of a similar, similar, similar thing, such as like fire, bonfire aspects? Yeah, yeah. What if this was, for all intents and purposes, the first age? This mm -hmm. is where, after the war, after the dust settles, that god is the god of fire. Okay. So, interesting. So, so what if we have, like, different, all these different aspects, right? Mm -hmm. So, maybe it's not the first stage, but maybe it's after some kind of great calamity or, you know, cataclysm, where it's not just a matter of, well, why isn't there just one fire god? Maybe something happened where all of these aspects of these primal gods get split up and sundered into all of these different relics or these different representations. And what does that look like? You know, like, mm. what does a, you know, like, maybe there was once originally a giant burning god of just fire. And now something happened to where... You know, like, to bring up, like, the craft sequence, there's literally god wars that happen, and those aspects of what they represented just get sundered and changed, and now instead of wielding incredible divine might, you... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they... Maybe the only way that they can interact with the world and kind of influence it in any way is through their followers. Yeah. So, so something happened to where... Do we want to call these original gods irresponsible? Is that that because that sounds fun to me? Like something along the lines of there were these immensely powerful gods that, through hubris or through whatever fault of their own, just become completely fucked up and ruin the universe that they're in. Well, it, it could be the fact that like they were the first; they had no concept of some of the things that they were doing. Uh, assuming that. Say all divine power comes from one divine source. Even if it's from different gods, those gods are all pulling from one well of divinity. Mm -hmm. And then what were to happen if suddenly, oh no, the well's dry or the well vacuum sucks them back up. So, so this is what I love about world building in general is because you start down this one thread and it makes you ask so many different questions. So so when you say that, it makes me think, okay, maybe what happened is the only way that the gods have power is through their followers. And this cataclysm destroyed all the original followers. So now they're basically starting over from scratch, trying to rebuild and regain their power, this immense cosmic power that they once had. And they're re rebuilding one person at a time. And it's a matter of, like, I remember I used to be a great god. I would burn oceans. And now I am li I'm living in, a f in the flick of a candle. Mm. And it makes you... But, but you know, again, we keep harping on fire, but it could really go with any... Oh, any, yeah, like agricultural gods, fertility gods would probably be, like, right there and oh, building yeah. up followers quick. Uh, right, absolutely. Fertility you know, more than others. And then, and then I suppose it's a matter of what's the currency? Is the currency the number of followers? Is the currency the faith in the follower? Maybe when we talk about that atheistic god, it's not an atheist god, but it's a god of nihilism. It's a god of oblivion. So you could have, you know, a short number, a, a small number of followers, but their the divine power comes in their belief and their devotion. Mm. 
And so that way it doesn't have to be like, well, the most... I mean, obviously, the one who's going to be the nicest god is going to get the most followers, or the one who you're just the most afraid of is going to get the most followers, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, when you come, when it comes down to devotion, when it comes down to faith, I think like that's a a resource that these gods are using. They're basically engines, fueled and and it's it's give and take. Again, to kind of take from the craft sequence a little bit. Is, is the craft sequence three parts dead? Is that... Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. yeah. Ma- so that's... Yeah, Max Gladstone. It's actually literally right here on on my desk. This is the oh, second book. That. Yeah, yeah, that is totally a plug. Please give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, give give us money to the, to the five people who will listen to this. One of them, I'm sure, will give us money. Listen, this... It's, it's all in your subconscious. We are now literally the gods trying to just build followers one at a time. Yeah. Oh, have you read American Gods? Oh, yeah. So, I, I have actually not. I'm only based... I've only heard, like, snippets. And I started it, and I found it to be kind of... I mean, it's Neil Gaiman. I don't really like Neil Gaiman. So... Oh. You don't like Neil Gaiman or Terry Pratchett? Yeah. And oddly enough, both of them actually, have touched hold on, on... Hold on. These themes. I, I like Neil Gaiman way more than I like Terry Pratchett. Let's just put it that... Whatever. The man's okay. dead. Yeah, he is. Rip in peace, Terry Pratchett. He's a, he was a great writer. I'm not saying... It's just that, look, I had a bad entry into it. I started with Small Gods because a girl I was trying to fuck oh, in college. Jesus. What? That's like the... The... The book is right about what we're talking about. Yeah, I did... I got like 12 pages into it. I'm like, this is... Now, mind you. Okay. Let, let's be real here. I was in college. I was a fucking edge lord in college. I was like seventeen as a freshman in college, and I'm, I skipped eighth grade. Remember? Oh uh, no, no, I didn't. You didn't know I skipped eighth grade? No. How would that come up? I don't know. Fucking uh, through this. I, when I was in college, I was reading Berserk, and I was like getting exactly. I'm you're giving me a face, but I'm I was literally an edge lord teenager. Because, man, I was getting into that grim, dark bullshit. Not even Warhammer, but just grit. Like, I wanted that black. I wanted the... I want... I didn't, okay, I didn't want the rape horse. But I did want a dark story like Berserk. I was I was watching Ichi the Killer and Takashi Miike movies around that time. I was into probably the opposite of what Terry Pratchett is. Yeah, I would say that's... Ac- yeah, I would say that's accurate. It's a bit happier. Just a tiny bit happier. I was not into that. I, I, I've never been into happiness. Like, as, as a genre. I mean, as a genre. You could have been that big about being happy. That's also partially true. No, but like, but I've, I've always been into the darker stuff. Like, I remember someone asking me, like, hey, what's a good summer book read? And I'm just like, oh. The I, bell jar's pretty good. No, please. That's... No, but I was. I, it's like I only read. I only read books about child soldiers in Africa, which is a great book. Beast of No Nation was fucking fantastic. It made me cry on the train. It's great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's let's reel it back. Let's let's re, let's try and focus up on on this. Oh man. Uh. So anyhow, so not the first age, but it's where the gods are kind of splintered or coming into their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, or or maybe it is the first age. Maybe. Maybe these gods are trying to figure it out. Maybe the goal is to become the pirate king in the form of they have to find, they have to collect their perfect combination. Actually, 
what might be interesting is not so much like, hey, I want to be the ultimate fire god, but maybe you have divinities that can maybe mix and merge and they become a single divinity just through the right combination and the right kind of... Mm. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? I think that'd be kind of interesting to work with. So like a god of law and a god of justice. And then they merge because... Yeah, okay. Mm. So, so oh man, what, what could you do with that? I mean, I feel like you could... I feel like at that point you're basically just playing with the, the colors of Magic the Gathering. You know, where it's like, hey, I have a red deck and I have a black deck and now I got a Rakdos deck, which is red and black, by the way. And it's just a matter of like what they represent gets mixed together and, huh, that's that's kind of an interesting concept. But you could also have it uh, that the gods that do that, while they are more well-rounded, they're not necessarily stronger because it's not the pure mm. form. Like, something that is uh, warmth and community, that's all well and good, but someone who's primal fire, got to keep going back to fire. See, oh, yeah, we, we should. Come on, people worship fire first. It's true. Got with sun gods? Sun yeah. gods? Sun gods, really Prometheus, good head start. Yeah, Helios. Yeah, uh, what's the one? Quetzalcoatl, right? Isn't that a sun god? Quetzalcoatl. Uh, Aztecs. Yeah, I think yeah, that and also Harvest. Yeah, but I know that the idea is to be generic, so it's not necessarily that you have to. Not generic in the sense of no one's playing Pathfinder in this setting. They can, but. You don't have to be just like, yeah, maybe the players are gods. Maybe the players are uh, followers of the gods. We're just doing setting. Yeah, no, I, that, that's what I, that's my idea is, is so much that it's a matter of, you don't even necessarily, like, this is more like an exercise in creativity. You don't even necessarily have to play this as a tabletop game, but the idea, I mean, we both come from a, a place of tabletop, you know, like, expertise. Well, I wouldn't call it expertise, but experience. Let's call it experience. experience. Yeah. Experience. So... So that's kind of what we're going for. But also, like, I just love the idea. Like, I want to be as creative as possible with this. And I want to, I, I kind of want to be off the wall. I kind of want to not have rules restrictions, which is why I don't want to talk about this in a sense strictly. System. Yeah, of a system of, of a tabletop game. I want to talk about it from a creative aspect. And then maybe later on down the line, once we have the groundwork, then we can start talking about, okay, now we have this creative, really interesting, fleshed out world. Let's go ahead and nail down the specifics of how these mechanics will work in a game. I don't think this is going to turn into, you know, like us creating an RPG together, but I think it's going to come down to us creating a really interesting setting in which you can you can play an RPG, yeah. basically. But to your point, what I, what you were saying before about the idea of again, we keep saying that there's the primal fire god as opposed to a, a god of fire and community, maybe that's a hearth. Yeah. You know, like you maybe that's where you get these different aspects is where you're just basically mixing different aspects together. And so maybe maybe the candle is a god of fire and a god of knowledge. So you're getting these primal aspects, these primal ideas, and you're you're kind of like focusing them into a single object that then is telling of what it is. It is, you know, like a candle, for example, it is light, illumination, it is fire, you know, the, all of these things. And so what does that represent? For me, when I think of a candle, I also think of someone who's holding a candle in a library or, or, or you know, like they need that candle for something. They need it for light. They need it for 
Maybe it's hope. Maybe all of a sudden a candle, which is, you know, fire and, and hearth and, and knowledge, maybe it's represents something new. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, may, yeah, so I think, I think there's something to that. I think that there's something really interesting when it comes down to creating or mixing faiths together. And that's why I like the idea that you were saying earlier where you're creating a pantheon or, or like you're creating a team of gods, right? Like I'm joining the party together, but instead of gods, it's, it's like communities. So you're literally world building. You're, oh man. Okay. You're, you're literally world building and nation building together. I think that's actually a really fun and interesting idea because then you have all of the fun shit of party conflict, which is just like nations and, and cities kind of going at each other and there's betrayal and then there's new alliances. I think that's really fun. And you're creating your own creation myths at that point. Yeah. Oh man. I didn't even think about that. Because, because... like say, say, for whatever reason, you decide that you don't want to be a god. You could be just a hero in it, and then maybe you ascend to godhood or demigod. Or well, well, what I what I also like about that idea as well is when you say creation myth, right? It's it's not just a creation of okay, this is the fire god. They came from the sun. Yada yada yada. You're also talking about how did the god of hearth become to be. Well, the nations uh, or the city-states of such and such and such and such created an alliance and a new god was formed. Mm -hmm. And and I suppose that's that's where we go. Are new gods formed? Or how, how do they... And what happens if there's a break in the alliance? Do they split into their original forms? How does it work? Ooh. Is it a matter of faith? Because I love the idea that as much influence as the gods have on the people... The people, through their alliances and through their shows of faith, also influence the gods, mm. right? Yeah, I, I would have to say that this world, then, would need something that is able to not, not necessarily, like, bind the gods or bound them, but have some sort of alliance or power with them. Kind of like, all right, we're going to sit down, write up a alliance, but this is also powering through divinity. This is a divine contract that is binding uh, mortal God and us. Maybe, so I love that idea. I love the idea that it's, it's when two cities come together, it's a very solemn religious ritual. It's, it's very serious. You know, you, you come together and it's a matter of like, look, I mean, I imagine it differs from God to God. I imagine that the God of rebels, when he has his alliances, that ritual is going to look way different hmm. compared to the god of pain. You know, like, the, that that's going to be a... Vi although, oh, man. If they, they have an alliance... That's going to be... Oh, man. that's We're putting that on FetLife. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's... Yeah. Uh, th that'll be fun, though. That would oh, be... Yeah. Man, that got real out of hand. That got real out of hand. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Those nations together. So, so, actually, I think that's kind of fun. And, and I, I think what that should mean is it either means a new relic is created. So you you take the essence of the essence of both gods, there's some kind of ritual and you merge them together, right? It's a matter of you're creating perhaps you're creating a new divine relic. 
to represent that new aspect of it. And maybe so does that mean when there's like a betrayal or when that god dissolves because the two nations dissolve how permanent is it you know is it a matter of can you break a god like once it's been once you've mixed the essences once you've merged those two divine essences together can they be can it be undone um i would say that maybe it can be done but it leaves them changed like okay you know uh don't you, know you, they, they break apart they grow as people well well the, they see what, some other gods oh wow that'd be awkward well no because what i'm thinking of right is imagine that there are these two gods these two nations that come together they merge essences because like yes this is the way to do it and then one of those nations then wipes out the other one like, how, how does that work? Because, yes, you still have faithful towards the new god, but you've essentially just stolen the power of, of your of your god through, like, sharp negotiating. And maybe that only works once. Maybe that only works a couple of times. Or maybe there's a nation out there that is basically going around pillaging and going from god to god and being like, look, we're merging this. At, like, just a giant conglomerate of all of these stolen essences of gods from city to city and that's a good villain that makes a really fun interesting villain because and i imagine that you could do it in a, in a number of ways right where there's this giant death ball of a god nation that's kind of steamrolling through it's like look we're either going to put we're either going to extinguish your god or you're going to become part of our god and you know that changes it you will you join know? the god collective right right you, you will join the god collective and so that's their idea of power whereas i'm sure that there's some other skinhead nation of of gods where it's like we only take fire gods we <laughs> only take this specific aspect of gods you know it's a matter of like we're we're pure okay we're but there are other gods that are just like no we're a giant death ball of power that's what we, hmm. like it, the essence or, or the aspect doesn't matter to them. It's the divine power that comes with it. I would also like to think that there's a certain threshold that you hit before it's just like, uh, oh God, we don't even know what our God is anymore. It's a faceless, uh, thousand gibbering mouth thing uh, that we worship, and it's incomprehensible. And I mean, maybe that's what a chaos God is, right? Hmm. Maybe a chaos God is that giant death ball that just takes whatever it can and so like yeah I'll, I'll eat an i'll eat a god of law it's not going to win because i am all consuming that kind of thing oh man and then so so that that actually asks the question what is like what's the what's the pecking order how does it work Do, is it a matter of uh okay hold on hold on hold on bear with me here is that the aberrant is that the aberration so what normally when you merge gods, you know, like there's an actual mingling of essences, or maybe there's like a whole, I feel like there's a whole system and law to this idea. It's a delicate process. It's, it's a delicate process because it's like, oh, we don't want too much of our god to be lost. Normally you want around the same level of power between the two gods to make sure that, you know, they're both well represented so nothing happens. Well, I mean, it can be something where it's just like, okay, this is a merging of two s similar gods or two in-power gods that become one. 
or it can be just like, oh man, our god is, um, yeah. it just like, and it's more of you took that god as a skin graft onto this other god because it was either that or that god would just find oblivion, and no god wants oblivion. It wants to live on, even if it means as it's only some small portion of a greater god. Okay, hold on. You just said something that I think is really cool, and I want to go with it. Oblivion. I want Oblivion to be its own thing. I, I don't want it to be a god. I want to be the absence of gods. I want it to be what, what perhaps what the gods fear, perhaps what the gods run from, mm. you know? Mm. And I think that this is... Man... There, there's a lot to this concept that we can really unravel. I feel like there's so much interesting shit that we can kind of uncover. There's, like, alliances. We can sit down and be like, okay, this is a nation of this particular set of gods. This is a nation of this particular set of gods. What do you What do you think we need to focus on? What, what do you think we can, like, can look at? What's the next step? Yeah. I would say... What, what would be the god that seems to organize things quickest? Because that's going to be your older civilization. That's going to be the one who is like a cornerstone. You need a cornerstone civilization. Even if it's something that becomes a, uh, what do you call those? Uh, old civilizations. Uh, protege, protogen. Uh, progenitor? Progenitor. Yeah. Yeah, like one of those where maybe like they were a progenitor uh, civilization of gods and somehow something went wrong. We have their buildings. But uh, we we still honor them because without them, man, we wouldn't have these buildings and irrigation because they built it. So that's okay. That that's so. What you're seeing is the next episode we go with. It's going to be us creating the first god and the first nation under that god. Is that what you want to do? Oh, these names. Yeah. No. Okay, so yeah, cool. Let's let's do that. So the beginning of the next episode will be us sitting down and creating the first god that we have, or or, or one of the me- one of many, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, one one of many gods. But I think that's a good start. We have the general concept of this is a world wherein something has happened. I have an idea. Don't tell me what your god's gonna be. I won't tell you what my god's gonna be. This is gonna be. The first joining of gods, Ooh. and this is then where that trend started. Okay, so what, maybe our gods are similar, and we build off that. Maybe uh, yours is the god of pain, and mine is like uh, the god of craftsmanship. And it was just like, all right, man, I don't know, let's do this. I, I, I just imagine we both love spikes at that point. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just like, we, how did you two meet? Uh, just like, well, we both like spikes. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was more into pittens and nails, but he was more into, like, flesh hooks. But, you know, there's a common thread. We found it. We made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I actually really like that idea. I think that's going to be really fun. Uh, So so is there anything else that we can kind of focus on in the now? That's a great second episode. I think that we're going to go with that. You also talked about how building and community outreach kind of thing. Uh, so if you want to have one or two people who might want to develop, like, the concept of a primal god of some kind. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a great idea. I think that come next episode, we're going to create an email address where you can send us some questions. We, we do need a name for this idea, but, but let, okay, let's, let's do a TLDR of what we've done today. Oh, God, yeah, we don't even have, like, a world name. 
yeah, we don't have a world name for it. We don't need one. This is this is why it's fun. This is because we're <clears throat> creating all of this together. Let's do a TLDR for those. Why would you skip to this part? You just missed all the best shit. But here's what we've done today. We've created a general core concept wherein the world we are creating is filled with thousands of gods, or perhaps they're just shards of their original selves. They take uh, form in physical representations that are relics, and each nation worships their own relic. Or maybe it's... Or Avatar, or... or well, yeah, and then, and then with that, we've also created the concept that these gods can merge and maybe split, and sometimes maybe it's done coercively, other times maybe it's done by, you know, or, or I imagine most of them would, would be done collaboratively. Like, they do this because they want that merged essence to become stronger because they believe that this alliance would be stronger. Or fear, fear of oblivion, or fear of going into the god ball. Oh, yeah, that's actually a really good, oh man, yeah, that's a really good part as well, you know, like a matter of, it's it's fear. My nation is about to be snuffed out. I will throw my you know I will throw my torch upon the. I can't. We keep we keep yeah, going you, back to you fire. Really need to we're, move away from fire god. Yeah. So clearly, fire god is going to be the strongest. We're we're not going with no because that's just the fire nation. Also, if you and, do not come with a fire god next time, I'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well. If I do a fire god, no, I'm not gonna do a fire god. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something different. The white supremacist god. Oh god, no, no, we can't start this like this. My but, country's name is Hitler. No, wasn't that an actual game that, that you was? Made? Yes. Yeah. It was fantasy Germany, and it was perfectly fine. Did you do that on purpose? No. I. You have an impressive ability to create really problematic things where they should not exist. <laughs> Every map that you draw looks like a dick. What? And I've balls. gotten much better at that. Yeah, because we kept pointing and laughing at you for the but dungeons. But now I look for the dick. <laughs> I mean, I could have told you that, but... Uh, yeah, but then also Hitlam. Hitlam was really bad. It meant wall or something. In what? German? Yeah, uh, no. No, it doesn't mean it in German. I know it doesn't. Come on, that's way too. That's way too soft to be called wall in German. It's it's murder. I think you just said. I think you just did the last podcast murder. <laughs> murder. <laughs> but yeah, I forget what it was. But I think it meant like stronghold or something. Ah, I I would believe that. Which is funny in German. And stronghold is just like Hitler. Yeah, stronghold Hitler. It sounds like a little hill. Yeah. Or Hitler with an M. Perfectly. All right. But anyhow, yeah. Uh, so yeah. next time we're going to try and come up with a fusion of gods, because we also came up with the fact that well, gods fuse. Well, well, no. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to come with, together uh, at the same time with our own god, and then we will create the fusion of the two and the lore behind it, and we'll, yeah, exactly, we'll do the fusion dance, and we'll create the history and the nation and the ideas surrounding the first fusion. I think that's a really great place to start, and yeah, I think that sounds really fun. So this was our first episode. We will have ways, yeah, uh, thank you for listening if you did. Uh, thanks as you, I mean, we've, we've got all sorts of problems, as you can probably tell. 
but we're we're gonna get better, and we'll have like an email address that you can emotionally. I can't guarantee about the emotional part, but I can probably do the. <laughs> we're definitely gonna have a better microphone by the next time because I was supposed to have one now, but eBay, am I right? Yeah. But um, yeah. So so as of next time, I should have an email address for you guys to reach us at, and if you have any questions, just wait until then. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we love you. And good night. Night. or good morning. It's not no. That's weird. Just uh, no. That's positive affirmation. That will really help the one person out there. Oh my god. You have a great day. I, I, that is true. I do hope that wherever you are, you have a great day, and that you uh, world build with us. <laughs>